Hi, this is Diane Cannon. You're listening to TV Confidential. Hello, I must be going. I cannot stay. I came to say I must be going. Ed Roberts with a reminder that Joan Van Ark will join us in our second hour. We hope you'll stay tuned for that. In the meantime, our guest this hour is Steve Stoyer. Steve Stoyer, screenwriter, author, voice actor, raconteur, and the personal secretary and archivist of comedian Groucho Marx during the last three years of Groucho's life. Steve's book, Raised Eyebrows, My Years Inside Groucho's House, is available on hardcover paperback as an ebook and as an audiobook through our friends at Bear Manor Media. You can also find it at Amazon.com, wherever books are sold online. Steve's website, stevestoyer.com. Before we went to break, we were talking about the last three months of Groucho's life, a period of time in which Groucho's longtime friend and colleague, Nat Perrin, became Groucho's conservator during a particularly tumultuous battle over control of Groucho's estate. And during that time, Steve Stoyer graduated from being a starry-eyed fan to being Groucho's protector. Nat Perrin asked you to basically be Nat's eyes and ears during those last three yeah, months. Yeah, I mean, I knew, I, I knew that my services weren't needed anymore for for handling fan mail because, you know, he wasn't signing stuff anymore. He was really in precarious, failing health. And I thought, well, they don't need to pay someone to handle fan mail and all that. It's just, and I kept waiting to get a call, you know, from Nat once he was made the interim conservator saying, you know, you're a nice fella, Steve, and there's <laughs> nothing against you, but we're trying to trim expenses here. So... And instead, he said, would you be willing to stay at the house on weekends and look after things? Uh, I know you have Groucho's best interests at heart. And, and it was like, wow, I, this is, I was flattered. And it was so gratifying to be able to do this service for Groucho, even though he wouldn't have been really aware that that was why I was there then. That was what I was doing in those last months. And that was, and Nat was just a great guy. Nat co-wrote Monkey Business and Duck Soup, and created the Adams Family, and was just one of Groucho's long-time friends. And he and I were both big Gershwin fans. The difference is he got to, Nat got to meet him. He told me that he snuck into Eolian Hall in 1924 mm-hmm. and saw the debut performance of Rhapsody in Blue. He was just a teenager that wanted to see. He was a big fan of Gershwin's. And then when he moved, Groucho brought him out to California to work on monkey business. They went to a party, and Gershwin was there, and Nat was so intimidated. And then Groucho drags him over and says, George, I want you to meet Nat Perrin. It's the only person I know that can whistle the entire Rhapsody in Blue. <laughs> and mercifully... Gershwin didn't say, oh, really, I'd like to hear that, because Nat would have had to whistle for 17 yeah. minutes. Yeah. <laughs> you just did a Nat Perrin. You've, you've, you've done a bit to Groucho. I mean, you, and you mentioned that you do, when you perform the audio book, you slip in, you, you provide, you know, some of the voices, some of the, of the, of the various characters. Oh, yeah, George in, Burns. George Burns in oh. the audiobook version of Raised Eyebrows. I have to ask you, because... Yes. Uh, you you did not necessarily set out to have a career in the entertainment industry. It, it it sort of evolved accidentally, so to speak. 
In our formal introduction, we mentioned that Steve is also an accomplished voice actor who's done a lot, whose voices can be heard in a lot of uh, animated specials. Did you always have that ear for voices in you? Did you pick that up through osmosis just by being in the presence of Groucho and some of the characters in his life? How did that come about, Steve? No, I always had a, a flair for that, even doing impressions of my parents' friends and the rabbi for the temple and uh, teachers. I would imitate them, you know, in class. Kids would giggle. And I just seem to have a flair for that. I think it's nothing to really work at. It's sort of like being able to sing on key. I just happen to be able to replicate a certain number of people's voices. And I'm always kind of pleased when I find that I can, you know, there'll be someone new that I... And it usually comes from me saying something to someone and slipping into that voice in the telling of it and then realizing, hey, I'm kind of sounding like him. Mm -hmm. So I always had that. But yes, the, it was working for Groucho that when I shifted from being a history major at UCLA to being a motion picture television, because it was just such a stimulating atmosphere being around those sorts of people, particularly Groucho's friends, more than Aaron's strange <laughs> surrogate <laughs> children that she attracted. Yes. And so I ended up uh, you know, being a TV writer and uh, voice person, and uh, and there you have it. On the line with us is Steve Stolyer. Steve's career as a television writer includes providing material for Dick Cavett, as well as writing episodes of the shows as Murder, She Wrote, Simon and Simon, and the new WKRP in Cincinnati, Steve began his career in the entertainment industry as the personal secretary and archivist of the one, the only, Groucho Marx during the last three years of Groucho's life, a period during which time Steve grew from being a starry-eyed fan to ultimately Groucho's protector during a tumultuous battle over the comedian's estate. All of that and more is chronicled in Steve's book, Raised Eyebrows, My Years Inside Groucho's House, which is available in hardcover, paperback, as an ebook, and as an audiobook through Bear Manor Media. You can also find it Amazon.com, wherever books are sold online. If all goes well, raised eyebrows may become a movie very soon to keep up with that. For more information on Steve, Steve Stolier, S-T-O-L-I-A-R, Steve Stolier.com. One of my favorite lines in the book is not a Groucho line, it's a Jack Lemon line which is there's no reason not to be a nice guy. And it, it resonated with me because I'm a, like you, Steve, I'm a transplant. I moved out, I moved down here about to 10 years ago uh, after growing up and living most of my life in the San Francisco Bay area and coming down here. Uh, I mean, and before I moved down here, I had been to Los Angeles before to do research on my books and so forth. But moving before I moved down here, like a lot of people, I had that perception Hollywood is cutthroat. Everyone is after each other. And while there is that going on, just as there's that going on in any industry, I have found moving down here and getting to know people and talking to people such as yourself, that a lot more people live by the golden rule down here than people realize. And it, yeah. that, that speaks to what Jack Lemon said. Yeah, uh, it was Groucho's, I think it was his 84th birthday party. And I overheard uh, Bill Marks, who was Harpo's oldest son, say to Jack Lemon, you know, there's so many people in this town 
that are, you know, phonies and selfish and mean-spirited. But I have to tell you, you are genuinely a nice guy. And Lemon said, oh, well, thanks, but, you know, there's no reason not to be. And at the time, I just thought it was just kind of a pleasant comeback. And then, but the more I thought about it, the more I thought, it's, it's true. There's no reason not to be a nice guy, at least starting off. I mean, my, my philosophy is that I'll trust someone until they cross me. Mm-hmm. There's other people who say, I don't trust anyone until I earn their, tr- they, you know, they earn my trust. And you can make a case for both, but I have the, you know, the glass half full thing where, you know, I don't see a reason to be surly and rude and distant and all that for starters, and then maybe open up a little. I'll be myself, and then if it doesn't work out, then I can do those other things. And it, I really reflect on that a lot about Lemon saying, well, there's no reason not to be. And that that's where that came from. Yeah, and look, go, going back to how we started our conversation and going back to basically how you started your career in the entertainment industry, your first step was really an act of kindness. And uh one thing led to another. You could have just as easily hit the wall and nothing would have happened. But uh, it's, it's just a reminder a lot of times, sometimes a simple act of kindness can open the door to a lot of things. It's true. It sounds corny and saccharine, but it can also be absolutely accurate. Um, Steve Stoyer's book, uh, Raised Eyebrows, My Years Inside Groucho's House, available soft cover, hard cover. Ebook, audiobook through Bear Manor Media, also available through Bear Manor Media, is Steve's latest book, which uh, he is the collaborator uh, with Howard Storm and Howard St- and in the Imperfect Storm from Henry Street to Hollywood, the story of Howard's life and career in uh, show business as a comedian, as an actor, and as one of the most uh, prolific directors in television for more than. For decades, and I'm just—I I had a chance to talk to Howard once about a year ago. But no, oh. but learning learning about Howard's backstory, I can see how you would be a good match because his career goes back to the Borch Belt, uh, you know, yeah. to 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 the forties, uh, the fifties. Yeah, I mean, in, in a sense, it, it's a little unfair to Howard to say that that uh, I brought on him as a collaborator because it would have been hundreds of blank pages about <laughs> Howard. It, I mean, it's his story, but I had a lot to do with the shaping of it and how it was written. And one of the things that I wanted to do, it, cause for years people in the business have said, oh, Howard's a great storyteller, a great rock tour. Oh, he to have him tell the story about this, this, and this. But, I, you know, as I got to know him, I thought, I don't want it to just be a compendium of funny anecdotes, although, you know, there are worse things in the world than if it were just that. But I was able to draw him out about death and crises of confidence and betrayal and divorce and a lot, you know, growing up in the Depression and the rough neighborhoods and problems with his parents and stuff. So in and around all of these charming, delightful stories about, you know, him getting to meet people he admired and becoming uh, part of the stand-up world in the 50s and 60s and then 
directing the first three seasons of Mork and Mindy and all this other stuff. In and around all of that, there's all of this stuff that I think gives it texture and richness and a more three-dimensional look. I think uh, Richard Lewis, there's a quote of his on the back that says something like, this is one of the most life-affirming reads ever. And I felt really gratified when he came through with that because that was what I was trying to bring to it, not just take dictation on funny stories. So it really, and, and Howard just recently said, I can't think of anyone, he said, I, I pat myself on the back asking you to be the one to help me with this because it turned out so well. And, you know, what happened was people had been telling him for years, Howard, you have to write your story. You have to put these down on paper. And he was directing Dick Cavett in a play about Lillian Hellman and Mary McCarthy and the feud they had years ago. And, and after each show, Howard would regale the cast with his stories, and Cavett would say, Howard, when in the world are you going to write this down? So at that time, I said I was talking with Howard on the phone once, and I said, you know, when you go, you're taking all these stories with you if you don't do that. He's 88 now, mm -hmm. so, you know, it wasn't just, you know, being a, a worrywart. And there was a pause, and he said, I know myself, I know I will never do this by myself. Would you be my partner on this? And I thought, well, now I've done it. <laughs> <laughs> but it worked out well, and so now we have the imperfect storm, and uh, people seem to enjoy this unusual tale of, I mean, he really had so many, I mean, gangsters and mobbed-up clubs in the 50s, people threatening his life. And and then you know getting to getting to do stand up and getting represented by Jack Rollins who was handling Woody and Cavett and Nichols and May and uh, playing bigger places and then realizing the cliche of what I really want to do is direct and then going over to Rhoda and and uh, Laverne and Shirley and Taxi and uh, lots of interesting stories about people. Yeah, that was something else. I used myself as a litmus test mm -hmm. for who people might find it interesting to hear about. He got to know Lucy and Desi in the late 50s because he was part of the Desi Lou Playhouse workshop that they had going. And he had a lot of interesting stuff to say about Desi and what he brought and what a problem solver and creative person he was. So I drew him out on that sort of thing because... There's no end to stories about Lucy, the queen of comedy, Lucille Ball, Lucille Ball, and they just think of Desi as the other guy on I Love Lucy, this Cuban band leader. But Howard's insight on that was, I thought, illuminating. So there's a lot of stories about people. Um, he got to know Zero Mostel while he was, while Zero was blacklisted in the 50s, and uh, he, they played a club together, and there's interesting stuff on that. So there's a lot of people you're familiar with but you haven't heard these stories before so the that's how that came about the imperfect storm by howard storm and steve stolyer a life affirming uh story as is raised 
eyebrows, both the imperfect storm and raised eyebrows available through Bear Manor Media.com. If all goes well, raised eyebrows will be made into a motion picture. Steve Stoyer, thank you so much for joining us. I hope you'll join us again as TV Confidential. It was my pleasure. Thank you for calling on me. We mentioned that Steve Stoyer wrote for the new WKRP in Cincinnati. We'll take a look at the original WKRP in Cincinnati as part of this week in TV history. In the meantime, and speaking of rock and roll, our friends at Time Life are offering music lovers everywhere a front row seat to the most iconic and unforgettable classic rock concerts in history, all in one single complete Blu-ray set for the very first time. That will be Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in concert, the Blu-ray collection, the biggest and best music collection that Time Life has ever put together. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in concert, the Blu-ray collection, available now at retail for the very first time, wherever Blu-rays are sold. This is a six-disc Blu-ray collection featuring nearly 30 hours of entertainment and more than 150 unforgettable performances, plus historic, irreverent, and emotional induction speeches, all spanning the years 2009 through 2017 from such rock giants as Alice Cooper, Billy Joel, Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band, Cheap Trick, Chicago, ELO, Crosby, Sills and Nash, Sting, Hart, Mick Jagger, Paul Simon, Ringo Starr, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, and many, many others. Simply put, if you're a fan of classic rock, this is the collection you want to own. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in concert, the Blu-ray collection, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Concert, the Blu-ray Collection, six-disc Blu-ray Collection, retail price $69.99, $69.99. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Concert, the Blu-ray Collection, available now wherever Blu-rays are sold through our friends at Time Life. We'll take a look at This Week in TV History right after this. Attention timeshare owners. This is an urgent consumer alert from the Timeshare Exit Hotline, a national company specializing in helping consumers legally get out of their expensive timeshare contract. Our experienced partners are offering you a way to legally get rid of your timeshare. You'll never pay another timeshare maintenance bill again, and all your obligations will be terminated. You can begin saving today. Even if you've tried another company to get rid of your time Timeshare, call and see if we can help you. At the Timeshare Exit Hotline, we only accept payment after an agreement has been made to get you out of your timeshare. Make this complimentary free call and learn how our honest partners can help anyone, anywhere, legally get out of their timeshare nightmare. 800-715-6093. 800-715-6093. That's 800-715-6093. Uber is the mobile app that connects you with a driver for immediate transportation. Request a ride at the tap of a button and you have a driver curbside in minutes. You can choose to be driven in a black car, SUV, or you can choose UberX, the low-cost Uber for a ride in a hybrid or mid-range car. Payment is seamless and cashless. Build to your card on file with no need to tip. Enter the promo code TV Confidential after you download the app to receive a free first ride up to $20. For more information, go to get.uber.com forward slash go forward slash TV Confidential. Hi, this is Rhonda Shear, and you're staying up all night or day with TV Confidential. <laughs> 
An adult elephant can weigh up to six tons. The average person, 150 pounds. Ever heard of carfentanil? It's a large wild animal tranquilizer. Illegal drug dealers lace heroin with it. It can kill the average human. If you or a loved one is addicted to opiates, even pain pills, don't wait until it's too late. Call the Detox and Treatment Helpline now. We care. Many of us have been where you are. We'll take you or a loved one away from the drug environment to a place you can clean out safely. Plus, we'll work with your insurance company to make sure you get the treatment you need. And with a Family Medical Leave Act, you're allowed by law to get away for help without telling your employer why. Call now to save a life. 866-490-3991-866-490-3991-866-490-3991. This portion of TV Confidential is sponsored by the misadventures of Biffle and Schuster. The hilarious sight-splitting new DVD available through Kino Lorber. Thanks for powering our stream. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash TV Confidential or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time homebuyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415 415- 886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.